And welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. Final episode here for us coming out regularly. We are going to end up coming out probably around one episode a month during the offseason as we break down free agent news, more coaching things. But right now, Stanley Cup Final has concluded, and it's the Vegas Golden Knights who end up winning this in five games. The Florida Panthers without Matthew Kachuk, who it was revealed suffered a fractured sternum on that hit in game three said that it took all of his willpower and everything he had he needed so much assistance just to get dressed and onto the ice for game four it's amazing that he played the way he did in that game he missed a good stretch of time during that game don't know how he came back especially with that kind of injury because the amount of pain you're in just from taking a breath is amazing but guys not necessarily the length in a Stanley Cup that we expected but outside of games two and five really we saw some good hockey between these two teams I mean yeah I mean for sure I mean uh you know the series told that you know a different tale uh but but definitely you know can you argue uh you know these are two of the most deserving teams on each side of things how the playoffs went um to face each other absolutely um you know and we definitely saw it and uh you know I think I believe it was game three uh when the Panthers pulled it out um, you know, you saw the potential that this series could have had. Um, and then obviously, you know, some injuries could chuck and um and just Vegas's power and you know and star power and everything like that kind of ran away with it. And and goaltending too, you, you can argue, um, is the reason why this series is very more flipped and less equal, um, you know, by the end of things. But uh, you know, if you look at game three alone, um, and you saw the potential this series could have had, um, it was definitely kind of exciting. But you know, obviously we saw you know, just, it was kind of a one-sided series for the most part, um, you know, on the scoreboard and the series tally, obviously. Uh, but you know, when it came to competitive that missed a lot, you know, uh, shots, hits, you know, physical physicality, you know, it was equal for the most part, you know, just Vegas made the, the better place. If the NHL gets Vegas, Florida, Stanley Cups for the next, or teams like it for the next 10 years, the league's in big trouble. It was the, by far the, one of the worst Stanley Cups I've seen in my lifetime, viewership wise backs that up. You know, that was the lowest uh, series clinching game TV viewership wise. I think it was only like 2.2 million people tuned into that game. Um, listen, the teams yeah, deserving to be there, but the NHL is not going to be happy if they get two markets like that in the Stanley cup. Uh, Vegas looks like a great atmosphere, but I think it's more of like a show. It's not really a true and ecstatic fan base. When they won the cup, I was happy for the players. I watched when, when the clocks hit zero, but the fans, you could just tell it was, it was a franchise that, yeah, they have some diehard fans, but you could see it wasn't a reaction like you would have saw in New Jersey or Boston or New York, or it, it wasn't that type of reaction. And I'm I'm happy for Vegas. It's deserving. They've been in the in the year in the league for six years. And uh, before we started this pod, Ben, you made a good point. You know, they've been in and around it almost every year of their existence. Last year, missing the playoffs, and then turning it around. This year, uh, they are master manipulators of the of the uh, long term IR spot, which which just helps them. You know, they were the the first team I think in NHL history to win the Stanley Cup, being X amount of dollars over the hard cap based on LIR. Um, I think it was um, 12 point something million. So listen, good for Vegas. I wasn't interested in the series at all other than maybe game three, game three, game four had some, some fun at the end, but not a, a series that I was looking forward to every game. You know, I'm, I'm a, I love hockey, but there was something about this series where after I watched games one and two, I was like, I'm not into this. There's something about it. And, and, I think the viewership's back me in my point. And 
Um, I'm nervous for the league if we get teams like this every 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 year. We need some big markets in there. Yeah, there was some boringness to this, and part of it is it's just the way Vegas plays. They don't let you get anything. So consistent, and too. Look, to this roster is going to look different. To your point, Tom, they're way over the cap. They're going to have to get under. And, you know, contracts like Alex Petrangelo, he's not going to keep playing at this level forever. He's, you know, getting a little – he's deeper, getting deeper into that contract. And for players like this, this is really – you know, it's an exciting moment for them, like Jonathan Marsh or so. I like the fact that Bruce Cassidy threw out five of the six original misfits. Poor Will, Will Carrier uh, ended up being the one odd man out as you couldn't have six guys on the ice to start the game. But really just a, a very nice gesture there to show, hey, these are the guys that were here from the beginning, and they're the ones who are here now getting it done. Really, really just happy to see that for them but in terms of the games florida every game was the same it was florida just trying to battle back in and hang around it didn't feel like vegas was truly tested in this and i know florida tried to bully them you saw very quickly vegas was not going to take that and they very quickly turned into the bully they said to florida if you want to play that game we will they wanted it more and that's why they ended up winning i know Matthew Kachuk pretty much was non-existent for, you know, the rest of game four and five. He didn't play. So maybe it's a different series once it goes back to Florida. But overall, it's it's just upsetting when the cup doesn't end up meeting expectations. But like I said, this Florida team, not the 2012 LA Kings, the 2012 New Jersey Devils. Speaking of, you know, let's kind of overview the playoffs here and just talk about your overall thoughts, guys, and maybe pick a team out of the 16 here that you think gets to and wins the Stanley Cup next year. What I will say is the format, we we all agree with this, the format needs to change. The series, I saw a meme, I think Mike, you might have said it. it was like, you know, when that little kid draws a horse and it's like a perfectly drawn horse and then it gets to like scribble and, and like stick yes, figure drawings. Exactly. First half of the playoffs <laughs> to the second get, half of the playoffs. Yeah. They, can't get the back, they can't get the front end of the horse. They got the back end perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the NHL because of this formatting. And truthfully, I think the formatting leads to boring Stanley Cups like 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 to, like this. You'll, you're going you're gonna to see that more and more often. I think it takes Stanley Cups of that lower viewership to, to create you know, a different, different uh, format. But anyway, I think, I think the beginning was great. I think a lot of teams um, that were probably more deserving to get later in rounds um, lost early because of matchups once again to the format. And if I had to choose one team out of the teams that made it to win the Stanley cup next year, I think I would go with, this is a really tough, the East is so wide open. It's like, crazy i think a team that didn't make it could win the cup uh i'm gonna give one from each conference i think in the east i think a team that made it this year would be carolina i think they have some cap space and make it i think they could finally get over the hump kind of maybe like vegas um and i think on the west i could see colorado maybe if they stay healthy get back on the horse and and win another one so those are my two teams love that tom i honestly do i was just trying to chip in there but no i, I agree with uh tom on the east side of things i think carolina 
you know, if I had to pick a team from East side as well, uh, Carolina's the one that stands out to me the most. They're, they've always been right there. They're so close and they just can't get over the hump too. You got the cap space. Like Tom said, um, they're going to get healthier. They're going to have their star back and especially Cobb next year, hopefully, uh, you know, fingers crossed. So, you know, out of the East, you know, definitely Carolina, they're, they're, they're so close. They just ran to, you know, the hottest team in Florida. You know, it was, it was just bad timing. Um, on the West side of things, you know, I would probably go with, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just a biased one of me, but, you know, I just got to see the Oilers do something. <laughs> like, that's, that's literally what, what I'm going to pick. Obviously, they made the second round this year again, uh, but you know, they had too much star power to not, you know, advance and make a run and, and get to the Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, I just think they're going to continue to have that star power. You know, they're going to have McDavid, they're going to have Dry Sidle, and then hopefully they, you know, they can make some moves if they you know have some availability um you know and money wise but you know they're, they're just too good not to make a run and you know it would just be a waste of a mcdavid and dry settle for them not to you're not wrong there mike i also was hoping edmonton just because i want to see mcdavid do it how much fun was it to see wayne gretzky on the tnt broadcasts the last two series i mean the fact that tnt got the stanley cup i was so excited because Honestly, I was more excited watching the pregame and intermissions with Wayne Gretzky, just listening to him talk. I was mesmerized. It was amazing. But, you know, looking at the playoffs and overview, really, I like you guys said, you summed it up. It, it was great the first two rounds, really the first round. The second round had its moments. But then by the time the conference finals came, everything was just a blowout. The teams were wiped. Uh, and, you know, the Metro beat up on each other. That's plain and simple. If I'm going to pick teams to make it to the Cup next year, early ones, I really, really, really do like the New York Islanders bouncing back this year. But, Tom, you know damn well I'm not taking them to make Ooh, it to the Cup. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, Ben, if the Islanders I wanted, make the Cup before the Rangers. <laughs> the, I wanted would, to. I, I wanted to see a reaction. Freak out. I would freak out. Oh my God. I want, I want I'd rather to see the Devils reaction. win three in a row than the Islanders get back before the Rangers. <laughs> and that's, yeah. I'm not even being bought. I, I truthfully feel that. No, I'm actually going to go with the Boston Bruins. And I think that they do bounce back next year. I think they're going to, obviously, you can't have as good of a regular season. But with those two goaltenders, they have a good. Uh, group of guys a good core I know they're going to lose some guys this offseason I heard they're going to trade Bertuzzi but you know I think that they've got a good group there I think that this is definitely a team in Boston that would have won the cup had they not slipped up in the first round this year now let's move on though and let's get into awards because it's award season now the Stanley Cup has ended let's talk about the Hart Trophy first the three finalists for the Hart not really a surprise. Connor McDavid, David Pasternak, and Matthew Kachuk. And Matthew Kachuk might be one of those guys who, you know, fans might say, oh, he deserves it more than anyone just because of what he did in the postseason. But this is something that was voted on at the conclusion of the regular season. So that is important to note. Guys, who do you think is the Hart Trophy winner of these three? I think it's McDavid. And I think, I mean, Pasternak is just... Uh, and in a world of his own as well. And he was part of the greatest regular season team of all time, but there's something about McDavid. He's just so special. It's McDavid's trophy to lose until he's not in the league anymore, honestly. 
it's so easy to forget he had how many points this year? Like what? Like 150? Yeah, something <laughs> crazy. So, it just feels like the, it was he so was scoring long ago. two or three points every night. Like is yeah, insane. It feels like it was so long ago the regular season. So it's easy to forget how good of a regular season Connor McDavid had. This is his award, no matter what. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, it's without doubt he did in the regular season, it was insanity. I mean, I know some professional sports kind of, you know, they look at, uh, you know, players and what they did in the playoffs to kind of determine awards like this. And I don't think it's going to happen in this case because McDavid's regular season was just way too good. Um, you know, but I know Kachuk is one of the, you know, one of the people, one of the finalists there. You know, his playoff run was absolutely, you know, legacy time. You know, uh, it was magic. So, uh, you know, some professional sports would try to make that indifferent there to kind of debate why he should be it. Uh, but no, yeah, it's definitely McDavid's to lose, as you guys are saying. Yeah, and when you want to talk about who's the most valuable to your team, I still think it's McDavid. When you take away those points, I don't think that this team is nearly as good as they were. I know Dreisaitl was the guy in the playoffs, but yes, McDavid. Now let's get into the Vezina. The three nominees, Connor Hellebuck, Ilya Sorokin, and Linus Olmark. Hellebuck is the only previous winner of this group. Guys, who do you think is the Vezina as the best goaltender this season? I want to say Sorokin. I know the award's going to go to Olmark, but I, I, don't, I don't care where the award is going to go. I'm going to say Sorokin because the Islanders, I feel, were only in a fighting chance to make the playoffs this year because of Sorokin. And I could just leave my argument at that. He was a freak. I think it is a very good debate. Uh, the two Ilias in New York are going to be a Marty Brodeur, Henrik Lundqvist kind of bat- battle back and forth. Although it's You did not more. just call your own goalie Ilya. Igor, oh my God, you're 100% you did right. Holy not crap. Just, Tom, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I had to do that. Frodo and Finn. No, no, I, I hit my head last week. I totally, I totally, I meant to say like the two Russians in New York. And no, I don't know no, why I, I said. I, I gotcha. I just had to, I had to, I had to. The two, I meant to say like the two like Russians in New York. I end up saying his name because I'm looking at it. Oh God. Uh, But yeah, you catch my drift. The two, you know, Russians in New York, they're close friends. It's going to be a battle between the two fan bases. Sorokin's a freak in nature. He's such a good goalie. And as long as Sorokin's on the Islanders, they are going to be in and around the playoffs every year. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And to your point about Sorokin, I actually think he's more fitting for the Hart Trophy, just like Igor was last year. Um, but when you you look at Sorokin and what he did, he was unbelievable. I thought he was better than Olmark this year. I agree. I think Olmark gets the award, but it 100% belongs to Sorokin this year. I think it should be. This turn, it was Igor who won it last year. It should be Ilya Sorokin who wins it this year. Yeah, I just think, uh, I think, you know, when it comes to how important they were for their teams and how good they were, you know, to keep them into the races, you know, obviously, Helia and Sorokin, they were, you know, unbelievable. And I think they were, they were better, like you're saying, Ben, you know, than Omar. But just the fact that, you know, bosses, you know, you know the record, the, the regular season that they had, you know, obviously, Omar's going to be considered for this award. And he's probably going to win it just because of the fact of how many games he won, um, you know, when he was in that for Boston, you know, contributing to the record uh, that Boston broke this year. Yeah, exactly, Mike. Now we're going to head into our next award, the Ted Lindsay Award. For those of you who do not know, this is the award that is given to the NHL's most outstanding player voted by the players. And as we were talking about, guys, before the pod, a lot of NHL players view this as a more important and more 
a bigger honor than the Hart Trophy. The nominees this year are Eric Carlson, Connor McDavid, and David Pasternak. So take Matthew Kachuk out of the Hart and slot in Eric Carlson for the Ted Lindsay. Guys, I know obviously we think it's McDavid, but let's make our argument here for the other two guys, just for argument's sake. Who do you think would be better? What do you think of Eric Carlson's season? And I know we briefly touched on Pasternak, but let's hear about Pasta too. You know, when it comes to, you know, Pasta and Carlson, I mean, uh, you know, obviously they obviously deserve to be finalists in this in uh, in this award as well. Uh, you know, Carlson in the season that he had and how much he contributed to San Jose was, you know, insane, insanity in this year. And um, you say for Pasta, you know, Tom said earlier, you know, he's been, he was in a league of his own this year, like he's been for years to come. Um, you know, I think that they both are deserving. You know, I, I used to said, Ben, David's definitely going to win this award, um, you know, because it's just not what he's done. You know, what he did in this regular season is just unmatched compared to these uh, these other two, despite how good a regular season they had as well. Um, but, uh, you know, Carlson and, and Paz's, you know, leadership and and star power that they had this year, you know, definitely gives them, you know, in the running. Um, and, uh, you know, they deserve to be here. I just don't think they get it over McDavid because of what he did. Yeah, I agree. I don't think this is McDavid's award too, but but Carlson had, you know, I believe it was top 15 all-time point-wise for a defenseman this year. He was a freak of nature, albeit you can make the arg- the counter-argument to someone who says, oh, Eric Carlson could win this award or win the Norris, which we'll get to. By He was on a crappy team. He was free to play the way he played, and – he just wanted to show people probably that he still still could play in, in this league. I think the award could easily go to Pasternak because his presence on the power play, he's so clutch. I think one of the mo- more underrated parts of Pasternak's game is he scores so many. I don't know the exact number, or at least I could be completely wrong, but it feels like he scores so many game-time, go-ahead goals. McDavid kind of can take over a game from the get-go and score two or three early or have three or four points in the first period, which could be looked at. At the same, you know, clutch. But for me, Pasternak, when the team needs him the most, you know, Pasternak will score. I'm sure the players on the ice that are facing him know that. And that's why he could potentially win this award. Like I know probably the teams in the Atlantic, Toronto's, the Tampa, uh, the Tampa Bay's are probably like, damn, the amount of games late, a minute left, 45 seconds left, Pasternak scored to tie it or win it, whether it be on the power play or the extra man. I, I, I He's so clutch that I feel like, current players and players playing against them could look at him and be like, there is no other player I want on the ice to score me a game tying or go ahead goal than David Pasternak. Yeah, I really do agree with you there, Tom. I think that's a big reason why Pasternak has gotten the love that he's gotten along with McDavid. And he's in that conversation. Tom, we're going to kick it right back to you though, here, because we're going to talk Norris next and your Ranger. Adam Fox, one of the nominees, along with Eric Carlson and Kale McCarr, make your case for Fox because I know, obviously, you're going with him. You think he be- he deserves this. <laughs> I think he does deserve it, but I think it's Carlson's award because top 15 all-time uh, defenseman season in, in, in the league. But offensively, you, you know, you probably look at Carlson's defensive metrics and probably is middle of the pack, maybe one of the worst ever. And I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It's probably not that bad. But Adam Fox stalwart defensively him and Ryan Lindgren have have created one of the top defensive pairs in the NHL 
Adam Fox still puts up points too. He's a power play leader. He's a point man. He's got 71 points this year too. There is no, he, he didn't have a good playoffs, right? His series against the devils was underwhelming, but every, he's a young player, you know, it was the second playoffs. It's, it, it happens. Not every player is perfect. Every playoffs, it, it, it happens to the best of them. I think for a regular season though, he plays day in day out 20 25 26 minutes they had a stretch where they were trying to stay cap compliant where he was playing like 30 minutes a night for a team that had over 100 points that was third that was fighting for second pretty much until the last two weeks in one of the I'm not one of the best division in hockey he is what every team should want as a defenseman night in and night out and that's why if this James Norris Memorial Trophy award was still just a defensive minded award he would win it probably he's gonna win it a lot i think still in his career he would win it a lot more it'd be like uh unless another defenseman comes up he'd win it so much but i'll take my bias aside carlson deserves it this year because i know it's an offensive game now but that's my reasoning for fox and mccarr is just in it because mccarr is like the face of nhl defenseman he played 60 games only had less points than fox and carlson uh so yeah but i get why mccarr's in it should be headman but uh, Look, yeah. I, I if you want to go off of points, I said Dougie before, but again, Dougie wasn't or Dougie, great defensively. Yeah. But <laughs> when, look, the and I I understand the frustration when you are a stalwart defensively as well, and maybe some of these other guys like Carlson and McCart aren't to the extent of Fox. But offense has become such a huge part of a defenseman's I'm just game. Gonna, like, I, I have to just cut you off one more time though. But the thing that yeah. bothers me the most is that Fox isn't a slouch offensively. Like no, I think that no, I think, no, no. The, yeah, Fox, Fox isn't as good offensively as Carlson or McCarr, but he's a lot. The gap is closer to his offensive game to those two guys than well, their defensive see, games I, are to him. I disagree, though, with that statement that Fox isn't he's as good. He's not going to push the offense that much, but his passing well, no, is, is well, just as good. That, or and that's the thing: Fox isn't going to score a ton of goals. But Fox will rack up the assists. I wouldn't be surprised if Fox ends up in his prime if he gets enough ice time with some big-time goal scorers and a group of guys that, you know, will push the puck into the offensive zone. He he could have 80 to 100 assists in a season. I would not be surprised. 100%. That's how good of a passer Adam Fox is. So that's I definitely don't think that Fox is lacking in that department. But he is definitely better defensively than those two guys, I believe. I think he's really stepped it up the last uh, year and a half, as I was telling you uh, before the pod off the air. But when you look at the award this year, I think, you you know, McCarr, I I agree. I don't think he's played enough games. I think Carlson, he had the off, he had the points, but you're right. The defensive numbers weren't there. There's a reason why the Sharks were as bad as they were. And yes, their goaltending wasn't great. But still, I think Adam Fox should be a shoo-in for the award, the Norris Trophy this year. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with, uh, you know, Tom earlier. I think it's uh, Carlson's award this year because, you know, what he did, you know, point-wise for a defenseman this year, you know, was pretty historic. So I think it's going to be his award. Um, you know, I feel like McCarr is just kind of a big name, you know, coming off of, uh, you know, last year and uh, winning the cup. Uh, you know, that's why he deserves to be in conversation and everything like that. Obviously, he had a great year, but, you know, not as good as last year. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll give uh, Tom's guy some props. You know, you know, Fox is fantastic. He deserves to be, you know, in the conversation every single year, you know, deservingly so this year as well. Um, and, uh, 
you know, he is pretty good offensively too as well, you know, but he is, he is defensively. That is his, uh, his role. Um, and that's why he gets this, you know, in the conversation of this award every year um, because of what he does on that side of the ice. Um, but, you know, but, you know, Carlson, what he did point wise, you know, it's going to be uh, the reason why he gets this award this year. Yeah. All good points there, Mike. I do agree. I think Carlson's point total definitely is an influence, but I, I just don't think the all-around game was there. I don't even think it's where – I think I would put McCarr over Carlson, honestly. But when we go on to the next award now, the Calder Trophy, the Rookie of the Year, Maddie Beneers, Owen Power, Stuart Skinner, and honestly, I think it's safe to say Logan Thompson would have ran away with this award had he stayed healthy for Vegas in goal, especially when you see what Aiden Hill did. Clearly, we would have saw Vegas roll whoever they had in net, and Logan Thompson would have ran away with this. But, guys, who do you think wins the Calder Trophy this year? Because, obviously, this really could go to all three of these guys. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a, it's a really good group, and I think you can make an argument for anybody. I, I got to go with <sighs> – in my head, I want to say Owen Power, but for some reason, I'm also just out of – pure curiosity looked at Matty Bernier's stats and I'm kind of like, he's kind of impressive for, well, for being on that look team. At, look at Stuart Skinner, <laughs> Stuart who Skinner, then took yeah. the job from Campbell. <laughs> exactly. So it's just it, it, your point that you just made just you can happened make throughout my head and my three. thought process. I, lo- I like Owen Power, though, because I think that uh, Buffalo is taking strides into becoming a really good uh, franchise. I think kind of similarly to the Devils, maybe a little less star power and maybe not as good defensively. This offseason is going to be huge for them. But they kind of remind me of that type of path, a bunch of draft picks finally developing, making really good trades for some veterans uh, or younger guys with experience like Tuck, like um, – um, his name's eluding me right now, but you get my point. So I'm going to go Owen Power, just got kind of like the Sabres trajectory. And I think this award for him, he's, he played great this year, really, really good on both ends of the ice, really can push offense, but just a big presence. I, I like that award for him and just the Sabres, I feel like deserve an award like that for the trajectory they're on. Yeah, and I mean, look, when you look at Owen Power, when you look at Talk, when you look at Tage Thompson, you know, there is a lot Tage of excitement. Thompson. I don't know how I could forget his name, but that's the yeah, guy. I was, was going to say you were you were raving about him all season long. But Mikey D, over to you. Who do you have for the Calder? It is so hard to to pick out of these three because you know you said uh, you know you can make argument for all these guys. You know, all these guys are so deserving uh, to to be in this conversation. But you know, I. For me, um, you know, you know, Tom makes a great point about power and the trajectory of, of you know, of the Sabers and what they needed defensively and how he stepped up. Um, you know, Matty B, uh, he he was fantastic this year too, and you know, he's trying to elevate this new Kraken team as well. You know, this this franchise is still new, clearly, just you know, made the second round of the playoffs. You know, in, in a very short time of them being a franchise, and he's a big reason, um, you know, for helping them do that. But I think I'm leaning towards Skinner, man. You know, the goalie is is such a hard position and uh you know for someone to come in and you take this you know take a job and um and you excel and you make the team better because you know we could argue all year the Oilers um not just this year but for you know last few years that goaltending was an issue for them you know besides the star power that they had you know that's why they couldn't get to the next level um and uh you know this guy stepped in and um and he did a great job and it's just, just because of the uh you know the difficulty of the position um and how he just came in under pressure and you know excelled from there um I think I have to go with Skinner winning this award. 
Yeah, and since you guys picked the other two, I'll rock with Matty Beneers because why not? Uh, this guy had an unbelievable year, and it's a big reason why the Seattle Kraken took the steps they did. Uh, you look at the regular season this year, he played in 80 games, scored 24 goals, and had 33 assists. A 57-point rookie campaign, not to mention the fact that no plus-minus is very much... Uh, just not looked at as not a good stat anymore. Everyone doesn't like it. I like plus minus because it means you're on the ice for goals scored and you're not on the ice for goals against. I do still think it means something. And, you know, when you look at Beneers, a plus 14 in his rookie season and in the playoffs this year, he, I know it doesn't matter for the Calder Trophy, but this guy was a plus six in 14 games while scoring three goals and having four assists. Beneers is a player definitely worthy of the Calder Trophy, but we shift over now once again to another award, and Mike, we're going to let you kick this off because it's the Selkie. I'm not sure if you're going to go with Nico Heischer, but who do you have winning the Selkie? The other two nominees along with our captain is Mitch Marner and Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, I know. Trust me, Ben. I, I want to pick Nico. Of course, I want to pick Captain Nico. But you know, I got to go Bergeron, right? Because you know his, you know his career obviously is, uh, you know, it's coming to an end. Um, and everything like that. Obviously, he had a great year. It was a great contribution to you know Bruins' historic season and everything like that. Um, uh, you know, a, another. Um, another category uh, that, uh, you know, all these guys, it's, it's very hard to, you know, pick, uh, you know, against, you know, each other. And, you know, they're all very deserving. Um, you know, Martin had a fantastic season as well. Um, but, you know, and, uh, you know, besides what Nico and, and Marner did for each of their respective teams, because they definitely did elevate, elevate each of them, uh, you just got to go with Bergeron here, you know, because, you know, the career, you know, of his career, uh, you know, finally coming to a conclusion. And uh, obviously he was a part of this historic uh, Bruins team. So I think he's going to get the nod on this award. Yeah, I mean, look, Bergeron, they're saying that they're going to rename the award after him. That's how much he's won it. But, Tom, over to you. Who were your thoughts for the Selkie? It kind of it kind of bothers me that it's just like, oh, a shoe in the Bergeron, because I really do think he sure deserves it. I think a, one of the biggest reasons for the Devils' turnaround this year and to becoming one of the best teams in the league stems with their captain, stems with his play and his 200-foot style. He is so reliable defensively. He always makes a smart play. He is a Pat, Patrice Bergeron 2.0. He really is. I think right when Patrice Bergeron retires, it's going to become the Nico Heischer Award. Marner, Marner could maybe him, both of them could go back and forth. But to me, I think this is Nico Heischer's award this year, and I think he should be his award moving forward if he keeps playing like this and keeps going on this trajectory and stays healthy. That's big for him. Yeah, I think the health was big, and I think Nico proved that he can take the abuse. He played with a lot of injuries. I think it should be his award. Watching him play all year, there's a little bit more bias because I saw him game in and game out. But he played against the best forwards. He had great numbers, was still in the offensive zone a ton. And when he needed to, he was there in his own end. You saw the way he sold out in that playoff series, Tom. You know what Nico Heischer can do. He should win the award. But I do think Bergeron gets it just because they think, ah, Nico will get it a lot in the, in the future. We go over to the next award. It's the Lady Bing. And it's for the most sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct. It's Jack Hughes, Andre Kopitar, and Braden Point. Tom, who do you think wins the Lady Bank? This is a really, really good group of players, to be honest. I think Jack wins it. So I, I think the Devils should have two awards here. I think he sure should get, you know, the Selkie. And I think that uh, Hughes should get the Lady Bing. Um, I could see it going to Kopitar once again, just a veteran, been in the league for a while. But I think this is, this, this should be Hughes's award. 
All right, this one I could be a little biased. It's gonna be Jackie. You know, obviously, who doesn't love Jackie on the ice, off the ice? It's gotta be him. Um, obviously, every every uh, you know, every single one of them are, are well deserved to be in conversation as well. You know, Point and uh, and Kopitar. You know, they you know show their respect around the league and they have their respect around the league. But you gotta give it to Jackie. I agree. I think Jack wins it. The penalty minutes were down, and look, fourth most jersey sold, I believe, this year in the league. So clearly, he's well liked on and off the ice. We go over to the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year, Dave Haxtell of the Kraken, Jim Montgomery of the Bruins, Lindy Ruff of the Devils. Tom, who is the Coach of the Year this year? You have to give it to the coach that led the greatest regular season in NHL history. As great of a turnaround it was for Lindy Ruff and the Devils and as great of a second year for the Kraken and and Haxtell, it's got to be Montgomery. Greatest regular season in NHL history. Even though they lost in the first round, these awards are voted on before the, you know, the playoff start and it's 100% Montgomery's award. Yep. Gonna piggyback on Tom right there. It's definitely Montgomery's award. Um, it is pretty impressive how one coach went from, uh, you know, we should fire this guy to, you know, extend this guy uh, as many times as Lindy did go through. Uh, but yeah, you got to give it to the guy who, uh, you know, helped contribute um, to the greatest regular season of all time. And that's Montgomery. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you could lead, you can make the argument for Lindy Ruff best season in New Jersey Devils history in terms of the regular season, uh, most points, most wins, you know, this guy did so much with this group of guys and a young team, but I agree. It's Jim Montgomery, what he did and how he turned the Bruins around this year was really, really great. Now, last award to go through the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy you know, this one goes to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Remember when Ryan Boyle had cancer? This is when he came back. He ended up winning the award this year. That year, this year, the nominees are Clayton Keller, Chris Letang, and Alex Stalock. Guys, I'm going to kick it off and just say Chris Letang. I mean, this is a guy I'm pretty sure he had a stroke. Uh, the and you know he dealt with the death of his parent. You know this is a a very difficult season for Latang, and when he was on the ice, he did have a pretty good year, especially offensively for the Penguins. Yeah, it's his award. I was gonna say that. I don't even have much to say when you deal with what he dealt with. It, you have to give him this award because hockey players are just different, and seasons and people and players like Latang, although he's made me miserable multiple times in my life. It's bigger than the game, and the fact that he's just the love for it to come back and play and play like he did, and still clutch and overtime game winners all over all all throughout the season. It's it's Latang for sure. My boy Clayton Keller, though. As I say, I was going to argue about for Clayton Keller a little bit. I think you know he could definitely uh, you know be in the running for the award, obviously as he is, um, you know, for what he had to go through as well. But um, I do agree it's going to be Latang as well. You know, just uh, you know the story that he had to deal with and the, the perseverance that he had to go through. Um, you know, this past season, um, you know, definitely makes him the most deserving of the award out of the three candidates. Yeah, for sure. Now we are going to wrap things up here. Before we do, I do want to get your thoughts, Tom, because your Rangers did hire a head coach. It's Peter LaViolette. Quickly, let's hear your thoughts. I was nervous about the term of the deal, but it's three years. It's the perfect Peter LaViolette. You bring him in, hopefully jolts the team and gets them to a cup uh, or a cup finals appearance. And then after a year or two, you let them go and you blow it up. So I think the Rangers got the best of the bunch, I should say, for where they are. I wish it was a, a, a an assistant that could have turned into our long-term coach, but we don't really have that much of long-term players. We kind of have a three to four, five-year window. So let's bring in Lavalette for three and see how it goes. I, I could be, it could be worse, I guess is the way for me to put it. Yeah, I know you want a Burnett, but 
hey, I think Laviolette's a solid guy. I think the players are going to like him. But that is going to do it for the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. And that does it for the 2022-23 regular season, postseason Stanley Cup final. It is in the books. We will keep up with some episodes throughout the offseason. They'll come out sporadically, so make sure you give us a follow on Twitter so you can see when we do drop episodes this offseason. We'll talk free agency news. We'll talk draft. We'll talk Connor Bedard. Do not worry. We have all of that. Make sure you go and check out our website as well, outsidersports.net. We'll have TikToks, other sports coverage as well with football and baseball there uh you search up outsider sports for youtube and tiktok and as always have a good one make sure you check us out and keep up with us throughout the off season <laughs>